0: Uh, Genesis chapter twenty-five. Two updates. Uh, we did find a place for uh, Mom. I think she wants to move up here. We'll find out. We're going back down tomorrow, uh, and if we can get her back up, we're going to put her over there where Don was. Uh, and it's it's and if we sign tomorrow, they'll give me seven hundred bucks off for eternity. <laughs> I don't understand the eternity thing because I asked her. Said, so, "Well, how long?" She goes, "Well, we just got a sign-up thing for June. Anybody who signs up in June, they knock seven, eight hundred bucks off for forever for their whole time they're there. And uh, it's a real nice little place. Don was there, and, and uh, I think Mom will do good there. So we're going to try to get her up here. Uh, and if that works, then that's fine. My diet. Just to give you all a heads up I'm on the diet. I got seven weeks ago. I was under two thirty today. I'm within nine pounds of my goal, and then it's back to donuts, man donuts. No, I'm just, I was thinking about that today. I said, Lord, I said, I don't even know if I want a donut anymore as much as it costs to get rid of them stupid things. <laughs> you know, it's like smoking. I went to a guy the other day and, uh, we better get in father. Thank you for your many blessings and thank you for letting us come to church on Sunday. Thank you for a church to come to I uh, Lord. We pray now that you'd bless the morning, the baptism afterwards and father will praise you on you in Jesus precious. Holy name. Amen. I, uh, Don't forget to turn that water off, man, because it's going to get cold. I forgot all about, uh, Aiden's going to get baptized today. I forgot all about it, man. I thought, man, that little boy's going to expect to be baptized. And I said, if I don't do it, he's going to be mad. I remember Sarah. I did something when Sarah was a little bitty, and she never forgot it, man. Uh, Testing, one, two. Can you turn this one off? I got this one on now, testing, testing. I'll wait. I'll wait till you get everything done. Testing, testing. There, look at that, man. He did it. So, anyways, uh, I was driving down the road one day, and I've told the story before. But uh, driving down the road, and we was passing odd lots. It had nothing to do with odd lots, but I mean, Sarah looks at me. She's sitting in, in the passenger seat of my truck or whatever I was driving, and, and I'm driving, and she looks over and says, "You remember you promised me that you were going to do this, this, that." I'm like, <sighs> I said, "Oh man!" So I, I, yeah, I pulled right into odd lots, went in, said, "Get whatever you want," and a little girl, man, she got something. I forgot what she got, but uh, I mean, when you tell a little kid something. Uh, they think you know what you know what's wrong with our kids, with our young people today, is we've lied to them. Yeah, uh, we have not set the standards before those kids for them to see what what life really is, and we've lied to them. We've given them something cheap. We give them something that's not, and then we're going to tell them about Jesus Christ. Well, I said I'm going to come in this morning and fill that thing up, and I don't care if it's cold or not. I'm going to let Joe baptize us, something. <laughs> <laughs> i don't care man we're gonna get it done but uh it's just you know we we sit there and tell people and then we don't do it uh it's like last week when i I told about uh, uh that story i mean that old man 300 years before jonadab he did the right thing and his whole life he did the right thing or up to a point whatever god god apparently recognized it 300 years later, he calls his kids back in and says, hey, look, they're still doing what their daddy, great, 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 great granddaddy told them to do. And that that God watches what we do. So uh, when you sit there and you're reading through your Bible, and we're going to talk about somebody right now, uh, verse chapter 25, verse 22. When God looks down, he's watching. And here's Rebecca. And Rebecca gets the opportunity to do something for God. She's over in. See, we, we think that we have to step on somebody else to get somewhere. And you don't. You never have to. All you have to do is wait. Time and chance happen to every man. That includes women too, by the way. Time and chance happeneth. If you wait on God, the problem is, is we don't wait. We're always in a hurry to do something right now. We got to get it done right now because we can't wait for God. And when we do, you know what you're going to do? You're going to mess up. Every single time you're going to mess up. You're going to get something that you're going to later on down the road, it's like over in Proverbs says, grabbing a dog by both ears. Now I don't know if you can even comprehend that, but you get a raging animal mad at you and, and they're barking and their mouth is going, nah, 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 and your only thing you're holding back is, is two ears on that dog, that animal. And then you let go of one of those ears, that dog's going to bite this arm. You let go of this one, it's going to bite that one. So the only thing you can do is keep the ears back and pinned until one of you gets wore out. That's exactly what we do sometimes. You know what you need to do? You need to wait on God. If you wait on God, that won't happen. You'll have other issues going on, but not something like that. 25. 25, 22. I like, I'm learning. I'm learning. You think I, I wish you could download that stuff into somebody that was about 22 years old. If I could have got that a long time ago, I'd have been okay. Uh, But I just didn't get it. And uh, then you tell people and then they look at you, well, you've already lived your life. Uh, Yeah. I had a friend the other day. I was talking to him, my mechanic. And uh, he spends $8 a day for a pack of cigarettes, and he smokes two. And his wife smokes two. That's eight and eight is 16. That's $32 a day. Times 10 days is $322, $20. Times a month is almost 1000 bucks just in cigarettes. Now, and then I started thanking God. I said, Lord, I quit that stuff years ago, uh, 1985. And now I'm sitting uh, and people say, well, how do you got this and how do you got that? Uh, Well, I don't do drugs. I don't smoke and I don't drink. And I said, if you take those three things out and everything else that comes along with those three, I said, uh, all the money that I saved over the years that the Lord gave me enough brains to think about did it. My kids hopefully don't smoke and they don't drink. I don't think they smoke. I would smell it on them. I don't think they drink. I have never seen them uh, drink. Uh, I would say they don't. Uh, If they do, I'll hit them. I beat them up. I don't care how old they are. Uh, But you sit there and look at that stuff, and and God watches what you do. He tells you something, and he knows. Now, we're going to get into a couple things here. 22, and the children struggle. So Rebecca gets married to Isaac. Isaac, Abraham has Sarah. Sarah has a, a child uh, and Isaac, and, and that child, uh, then Abraham grows old, and, and Isaac now is taking over, and Isaac gets a wife, and, and we went through all that, where the Holy Ghost is a picture of Eliezer, and, and Jacob or uh, Isaac is a picture of Jesus Christ, and Abraham is a picture of God, and, and Isaac comes down to the south country and stops, and, and Rebecca comes up to meet him uh, out of the south. That's us going up to meet our, our, our husbandmen, and we go away with him. And we're with him forever, and they go into the marriage supper of the Lamb. So we get to eat and everything else at that point. Now, now, Rebecca can't have kids. And it says, and the, and the children, It's verse 21 says, And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife. And men, you ought to be praying for your wives, no matter what, what this world says. You ought to be taking care of them. Uh, it is a man's job to take care of his family. It is not a woman's job to take care of the man. It never was and never will be. Uh, It's always the man's job. I've heard people say, well, I I want a wife and I want to be able to control her. Now you're being another double idiot. Uh, You know what God gives you? You will never see where Isaac had to physically control uh, Rebecca. You'll never see where Abraham had to physically control Sarah. Uh, You'll see where Jacob had to physically control (sighs) or he had to to bring uh, Rachel under control. And Leah got mad at him. I, I can see why. I mean, Jacob was a was a different kind of guy. But in any case, Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife. He loves his wife. He, he wants a child by her. She wants a child. Uh, I think Isaac would have been happy with her. The Lord wouldn't have been because that's not what the Lord's plan was. Uh, but the Lord said, wait, wait. I'm going to give you a child when it's time. And and uh, I remember Beth. Uh, Beth, when we first got married, she couldn't have kids. And she... She thought I wasn't going to marry her because, or I was going to leave her. I I don't know. I was out at sea, and and she calls her mom, crying and bawling and thinking, my Lord, Mike's going to leave me. I don't know why women think that. Uh, You know, you're going to leave me because I burnt the bread. (laughs) I'm like, why would they think that? But anyways, she thought that, and uh, uh, I come home, and she's smiling and everything. She talks to her mom, and her mom, moms are great, man. Uh, She goes, uh, Beth, have you, you had a pregnancy test lately? And she went and took a pregnancy test, and she was pregnant with Andrew. Uh, and it just so happens that the doctors over gave her some medicine, straightened her out, and she started having kids, and she didn't quit. And then they threatened to kill me because she was having kids. I don't know. You can't make people happy. One side, they're unhappy. One side, they're you, no matter what you do, you can't win. Uh, but Isaac entreated his wife. And, and I told Beth, I said, look, I, I'm going to stay with you. I, I, I didn't marry you to have kids, although I'd like to have kids, but I don't know what that, I mean, I'll tell you what, kids can cause you a nightmare, man. Uh, I don't know about you, but they they can break your heart. They can break your heart. They can make you happy. They can break your heart and make you happy. Uh, They can do everything in the world, and then they come back and they keep eating your food. Uh, They never quit. And you sit there and say, what is that? That's part of life, man. My mom told me I deserve everything I got. Uh, She's probably only going to move up here just so she can tell me I deserve what I got. And she can be eyewitness to me getting it. She can probably I'm afraid to let my kids go over and talk to her because she'll probably try to put stuff in their head to come back against me. Uh, I know how she is, man. She's, she's, a, she's a mom, man. She's out to get me. Uh, and it says, And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren. And the Lord was entreated of him. He heard him. And, and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. And the children struggled within her womb. This is where uh, I left off last time. And the children struggled together within her. And she said, If it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord. Uh, and so she's gonna go talk to the Lord and say, "Hey, Lord, why is this?" You know, it's a good thing. You ought to try that sometime. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you think about that much, but you know, you do have a God. You have a Father in heaven. You have the Lord Jesus Christ in heaven, and you got the Holy Spirit in you. And in between you and them, He's your intercessor. He's He. Christ is my intercessor at the throne. But but I got the Holy Spirit. It's like a communications link, wireless connection between me and heaven. And I can at any time sit down, he says, come over in Hebrew, come boldly under the throne of grace. Not, not just like, oh, if I go. he might get mad at me. I don't care what shape I'm in. I don't know about you. I could really care less what shape I'm in when I go to that throne. You say, well, you're full of sin. Don't care. Guess what? He already knows that. Amen. There. What are you going to hide from him anyways? What, what possibly thing could you hide from him? He knows the beginning from the end. And he knows the end from the beginning. He knows everything. What are you going to hide from him? You think you're going to hide something from him? You, you're sitting there in the pew right now. And you're thinking, if you're thinking about something, and I'm just throwing this out, because I'm, I could be completely wrong. Uh, but if anybody's thinking about something, he already knows what you're thinking about. And believe me, down the road somewhere, that thing's going to play out. And you're going to regret, or you're going to be happy that it played out that way. Uh, Isaac waited on the Lord. And you know what he got? He got Rebecca. Rebecca waited on the Lord, and guess what she got? Isaac. She was sitting over in Heron, over in doing whatever she was doing, feeding camels. W- wasting her life. You know, a lot, I remember a lot of farmer guys, they would all say, well, I'm wasting my life out here on the farm. I ain't getting nothing done because I'm not in the city. The city's the worst place you could be. I would never want to be. Man, we go down to Louisville, and Louisville is about, I, I don't know, Beth thinks it's big. I, I think it's about half the size of Cincinnati maybe. Uh, maybe a little bit bigger than that, I don't know. Uh, but uh, to me, Louisville was always small. Dayton is dinky compared to Louisville. And, uh, and, and <laughs> Beth hates it, man. She likes her little bitty city, Dayton, uh, because it, she can get around, and you get down Spaghetti Junction, and Louisville just drive you crazy. Cities are, are the pits. I don't know why anybody, you look at what we're going through right now. We're going through this, this, this stupid Roe versus Wade thing, and, and everybody thinks we didn't solve anything. All they did was shift it back to the states and now the states can make the decision that the, the, the federal government, I'm glad the government gets out of it. Uh, so I am thankful for that. But it doesn't matter. 38 states still have abortion laws. And people are still wicked. The problem is you're not doing away with wickedness. You still have wickedness, no matter what you do. So we sit there and look at it, and we want to jump on. That, that is not for us to jump on either side. The Jews, uh, Jonadab and and Jehu last week when I was going through that message, both of those guys were fighting for a country called Israel, and both of them had a purpose to fight that thing because God was behind it. We, on the other hand, we have, where in the world are you going to find America in the Bible? Or Russia, as far as good. It ain't there. Now, I'm a Christian. I'm born again. I know what I am. I'm going to heaven. Uh, I thank God that, I think he has a Bible sitting here that when a little baby is killed that They put it in there. I'm not saying we should have abortion, but I'm just telling you, you're not... If He says, as it was in the... I'm a realist. As it was in the days of Noah. Everybody outside that ark died. They all had the opportunity to get in that ark. You know, everybody on this planet has the opportunity to get out of hell and go to heaven. Every one of them does. But everybody outside that ark died. Now, you can say, oh, well, that was 5,000 years ago. Okay, But he said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the Son of Man comes. So it's going to get that way again. And we're headed right down that path, and it's getting that way right now. You know, the only thing you have control of is you. And the problem is, is we don't control ourselves. If we would control ourselves, God's sitting there watching over heaven. He's going, look at that person right there, man. They're trying. Yep, they're trying. Yep, they're still trying. And he's watching. And he's watching, and he's watching, and he's watching. And you blow it, and you get the thing right. He goes, look at that, he got it right. Righteous man falls seven times to get back up again. He goes, look at it, he just blew it, but he came back and got it right. Look at him, man. Hey, he got Ahab, Ahab got it right, uh, <laughs> to a degree. And he goes, look at him, look at him, look at him. And you never know what in that day is going to be where he goes, I'm ready to use that person right there. Amen. You know what you got to do is do right. I like Bob Jones Sr. He said the hardest two words in English, English language is do right. Do right. The hardest thing you'll ever do is do right. Do right, do right, do right. You say, what is doing right? I'm going to get that something this morning. It's right here. If you come to church and you think Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night is going to be all you need, you've got a problem. I got under conviction today uh, about reading my Bible. I read it twice a year now. And I've been doing that for oh, almost 10 years now. So that gives me about 20 times through. I used to read it once a year. And the Lord told me to do it twice a year. I, I'm getting under conviction about going four times a year. Uh, because the fact is you want to get as much of this inside of you as you possibly can. Now, you do whatever you want to do. Everybody has a free choice, free will. You got your free will. You can do whatever. It's America, man. You can do what you want. Uh, but if you sit down and watch TV for two, oh, man. Do you know for 45, if you read your Bible, 45 pages a day, you would read it once a month, 45 pages a day. If you average reader. Now I'm a I'm a below average par reader, so I have to cheat. But but if you're an average reader and you can read somewhere between 220 to to 350 words, 60 words a minute, you can read a page every two minutes. If you're reading 45 pages, that's an hour and a half a day. How much TV do you watch? And you say you don't know much about God. How much TV do you watch? How could you possibly understand what God has said? Or have enough in you that the Holy Spirit could work in your life if you're not putting that in. I'm not going to show, ask for a show of hands. because I, I'm I'm, I was under guilt. Man. I was like, man, I said, Lord, I've wasted a lot of years. I should have been reading it twice a year since the day I got saved. I said, but I didn't. I said, man, and then you started convicting me back in 2014 about reading it twice a year. And I didn't understand why. And now I understand why, because the stuff is fresh in your mind as you go through it. I read something, I, I thought I just read it yesterday, and I read it. I'm getting ready, to, uh, July the 1st, I'll start reading my Bible over again. I, the way my chart's set up, I'll, I'll finish everything on, on uh, June 30th, and July the 31st, uh, 1st I'll start reading it, uh, Genesis again. And, I, and I'll read Genesis and, and Chronicles and, and Matthew, and I'll come through like this, and I'll come back through like this, and I'll come back through like this. And I'm going through there, and six months later, I'll read something, and I'm like, I just read that. No, I didn't. I read it six months ago. But it sits there. You know, a lot of times I'll sit down and want to to do a message. I'm like, man. I said, I just did a message on that. Yeah, 15 years ago. And I'm sitting there going, Lord, I said this. But this thing is becoming more and more and more ingrained in my mind. And I can see where the Lord says, Mike, you just got to trust me. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God, you don't get it today. It takes a lifetime to live that thing. You know what the devil wants you to do is give your life to this. You are going to give your life to something. Something is going to take your life. And one day your last breath is going to, death is going to take your life. That's what's going to happen. And the Lord says, give it to me. You know what Rebecca did? Here she is over in, nobody's watching. She's over in Hayden, or I think it's Hayden or whatever it is. She's over there somewhere. And she's doing nothing but going out every day happy. Cleaning saws, doing this, doing that, doing this, doing that. She's getting ready to have two sons. And she goes to the Lord. Verse 23, and the Lord said unto her, she goes to the Lord. If you go back to verse 22, uh, verse 22, he starts this thing out and he goes, uh, and she went to, the, to inquire of the Lord. Now, I know a lot of people went to inquire. Let me ask you a question. When was the last time the Lord talked to you? When was the last time he said something to you personally that you knew he said it to you? That you were the one he was talking to? You took something to him, and I expect to get an answer. I don't know about you, but I expect to get an answer. Maybe not today, but I expect to get an answer. Uh, We want to put a building on the back. Okay, fine. I want to put one on the back here too, but I want the Lord. I did everything just like I did before. When I built my house, I went and got a set of plans. I sat at the table, said, here's the plans. I bought the plans. Ain't got no money. We had somebody in here say they'd give me the money for the plans. I think they still are. I want to have to hit them up. But, but I got the plans. I got this. There was a loophole in that, so I have to talk to him about it. But I got the plans for my house. I sit at the table, said, I ain't got no money. No bank will give me no money. Nobody will give me any money. I don't have no money. I can't do this, Lord. I said, I did what you told me to do in Bethel. And I in opened my hand, and God gives me 50 grand to start building that house. You know, I didn't need the 50 grand until I got the plans in front of me. Once I got the plans in front of me, God gives me 50 grand. You say, how much? Oh, well, I sit there. The way I think my way through this thing is I can get this house Dried it in. I can get the basement in. I can get the dry in. I can get the, the windows in. I got the windows. I got everything I can put in this house and get the outside completely done so it doesn't rot. And it'll take me 10 years to do that house. Two years I was living in that house. I, I proceeded with what I knew and what I had. I remember my father-in-law, man, he, he was sitting there helping me on uh, He's 75 years old and he's helping me on his house. And I start building his house and I run out of the $50,000, but I got it dried in. And he said, you ain't quitting, man. And he gives me 10 grand to keep going. (laughs) I'm sitting here watching it, man. I'm like, what is this crazy thing? And I go a little bit further and run out of the 10 grand. And then he gives me, I'm using credit cards. I'm using everything. I'll use your credit card if I had it. Uh, I was using anything I could to continue on this project. And when I got that thing done, every bank in this town said, I'll give you a loan on this thing and no problem. I had inspectors coming in telling me exactly how to do it. You do this and, and we will pass you. If we walk in and see this, 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 and this, we will walk right in and out and you'll never see us. And we, they helped me all the way through that thing. And I'm sitting there going, Lord, okay, then I come over here and it's the same thing here that was over there. I think the Lord, it's like Gideon's fleece, man. One on one side, one on the other. Dry, wet, wet, dry, whatever. He said, hey, you didn't get it over there all the way. Let me give it to you over here. I have no doubt that God can't give me what I need to get to put a building on the back of this church without killing everybody. I have no doubt about that. My problem is is when he's going to give it to me. Not if, but when. So I'm I'm ready for the when thing. I'm saying, Lord, I'm winning, I'm winning, I'm winning, when you want it. You know what Rachel, uh, Rebecca did? She was sitting over here, brother, She's probably sitting there singing Amazing Grace every day, uh, the old rugged cross. Uh, she she's probably just skipping out there, taking care, I get to go feed the donkeys today, man, and tomorrow I get the camels, and the next day I get the, the asses, and the next day I get the cattle and the sheep, and I get to do this, and her brothers and her dad and everybody else sitting back there drinking and smoking and doing whatever they are doing all day long while she, Rebecca's out there working. God's sitting there watching that stuff. He knows exactly. See, if you think that you've got to have something, the devil's already got you. Because now your whole thought process is going to go to what you do. She wasn't thinking about nothing. You know what she was thinking about? In the morning, get up, do everything today I'm supposed to do and go to bed at night. And God was watching everything she was doing. And the Lord said unto her. Now he talks. He goes, Rebecca. Rebecca. You're chosen by me. I I chose you for a purpose. She goes, two nations are in thy womb, and two manners of people shall be separated from thy bowels. And the one people shall be stronger than the other, other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. So the Lord is making a prophecy about those two boys. He didn't have any problem talking to anybody. God never has a problem talking to anybody. The problem is, will anybody listen? There's where the problem lies. It isn't the problem with God talking. Here's, here, people say, I'm telling you, man, I, I wish I could have had a video. If, I, if the Lord, I know in heaven, he's probably got a video there and he'll rerun it for me. But I sit out in my backyard and God's, well, I could, well, the backyard's gone. The backyard's there. They, they tore the whole plant down where I got saved, man. I mean, they just took every house out. There's hundreds of houses, man. They took them all out. They said it's because the airport was sitting here and, and the airplanes fly over it and they had to take it out because of the noise. They never did that before, man. They, I think the devil got mad because I got saved on that back porch so he's going to wipe out the whole whole, whole the town, half the city. And that's okay, I don't care. But but I, I sit out in that backyard and I said, hey, you in the sky, what, if he don't exist, I'm reading a book and it says he exists. I've been to church, the Catholic church my whole life and they said he exists, but they don't believe him either because I can tell by their lives. There's one, one thing worse is somebody... If you can't walk the walk, don't talk the talk. Keep your mouth shut. Because people are going to be watching you, and they're going to think you're something, and then they see you fail, and you're going to hurt them. And you might destroy their chance of ever finding Jesus Christ because they think it's a heritage. I sit down in the backyard. I never let the Catholic Church. Now, here you go. That person is just as bad as the other person. I never blamed the Catholic Church because I wasn't saved. I didn't know what saved was. As a matter of fact, I had no idea what it was. I said, I just knew there was a God. I said, it had to be a God. There can't be anything else other than a God. The, somebody had to make this place. It just couldn't have happened in uh, billions and billions and billions of years. That's a big number. Nobody, it just couldn't happen. Uh, and what, what everybody, just because somebody messes up, you mess up, that doesn't give me a right to mess up. As a matter of fact, I, there's no justification. I can't go before God and say, oh, by the way, Lord, so-and-so messed up. So since they messed up, they hurt me, and now I messed up. No, that, sorry, Mike, they don't count. I've already dealt with them. Now I'm going to deal with you, and you're wrong. Uh, I like You know why I like my Bible more than anything else? I never get mad when it tells me I'm wrong. I love this thing, man. I go through this thing, and, and usually I'm getting to the point right now where I don't even care what you do anymore. I'm like, Lord, I know what I got to do. And if nobody else wants to do it, that's fine. I'm going to do it anyways. I just like it, man. I don't want to be like Esau. There's a lot of things about Jacob I don't want to be like. My mom called me James Michael. James in the Old Testament is Jacob. I know I'm a surplanter. If you deal with me, I'm gonna look for the best deal. That's just me. I tell you that up front so I don't I don't take advantage of you. <laughs> I'm looking to take advantage of everybody, man. I'm I'm trying. I went out yesterday. This is just me. I just way it's the way Lord does it. I don't know how He does it for you. He does it for me. Our air conditioner goes bad back here, so I go to Columbus, and they see it always don't work out right. I got a compressor, and the compressor is either bad. The compressor could be good, but the, the A-coil up, up in the attic could be bad. Uh, something went wrong, but it's R-22. I don't want to mess with it. So uh, I'm looking. I said, I need another electric furnace. Right, I got one out there four ton, but they're saying that's too big. It'll probably freeze up. And I'm like, ah, I need something smaller. So this guy, this black guy, has a, a furnace on Facebook, uh, an air handler, and he wants 300 bucks for it. And so uh, I call him. I say, hey, does this thing have an A-coil in it? Yes, and it says 410 right on the front of it. So I get over there, and it doesn't have an A-coil in it. I said, well, I ain't going to give you 300 bucks for this thing. I said, and I asked him before I got over if he'd take two, and he goes, yeah, I'll take two. So I get over and there's no A-coil in it. I said, I ain't going to give you no 200 bucks for this thing. And he opens the door, and he's got four of them in there, counting the one he has. And he goes, uh, I said, I said, would you take 100? And I said, hey, I'll tell you what, I'll give you 200 for two of them, because I got two air conditioners and A-coils out in the garage, two tons. It'll go right in this thing. And he goes, yeah, I'll take 100 apiece for him. So he gives me two of them for 100 apiece. So I went over there to get one for 300. Two would have been six. I walk away with two for two. I like two for two. It's a good thing. And I have the stuff sitting here that somebody gave me to put in these things. Now, I'm telling you, brother, what God does is he, first of all, you have to make an effort to do something. Well, I got to put an AC back here because you're going to be complaining about the fellowship all being too hot. You say, what is it? I'm looking for the best deal, and the cheapest, and the quickest. This air handler will fit right into where I've got the, i got an old electric furnace up here that's about 7,000 years old. I'm going to take this thing out, and this will fit right back in. No new ductwork, no nothing. Just plug it right back in, and put the AC in it, put the new AC out front, I'm done. You know what, the, we'll put the new AC out here. You know what it does? It gets it off the back of the church. It gets us one step closer to that building. Now it'll be off the back of the building. You say, why would you care about this stuff? Because I've watched God do stuff. Brothers, as you read your Bible, I don't know how you read your Bible. I read my Bible and look for the Lord to do things. And if he would do this for Rebecca, he will do it for me. And I sit out in the back porch and said, hey, you up in the sky, if you're really there, you better show me. You know, I didn't know. Taking a shot in the dark, man. I mean, he never really, I think he had talked to me. Up to that. I can look back before the day I got saved. I can see the hand of God in my life everywhere. However, I didn't know that then. And I'm sitting there going, hey, you, if you're there, show me. And I'm um, <laughs> show me something. And I'm scratching my head and that's cool, man. That's like me having that wreck that day. I mean, all that stuff, one right after another, right after another, right after another, right after another. Until I get to that back porch one day, I say, okay, I got it, man. I, I said, what do I do? I don't know what to do. I need you. I'm in trouble. And if I come up here like I am, you're going to be mad at me. And I'm going to be in big trouble. And I'm asking you right now, what do I do? And he says, trust me. And I trust him. I don't know what I did. Three weeks later, I realized my life is changing. Go find out my uncle. He tells me I'm saved. I'm like, what is that? I tell him exactly what I did. You don't have to do exactly what the back of a fellowship track says to get saved. You got to seek Jesus Christ with your whole heart. Seek God with your whole heart. And when you find him, get him. Whatever it takes to do that, that's what you need to do Salvation is through Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus Christ, plus nothing, minus nothing. And however you get to the foot of the cross, I don't really care. What, what are you going to do when you get there? That's the key, man. That cross, and I'm telling you what, you ought to, you ought to recognize that thing. I know one thing, we're all going to die. I do know that. Everybody on this planet, I go to the graveyards all the time. You know what I notice? In there is there's a lot of graves. Everybody in there is dead, unless you're visiting. If you're visiting, you can leave, but everybody else is going to stay there. That means every one of us dies. Every, every disease ends in death. Every getting run over by a truck ends in death. Just about anything you do can end up in death. Everything's going to end up in death. So that means one of these days I'm going to stand before God. I'm going to go somewhere. Somewhere, somehow. The question is, where is that somewhere? Since since the other side, the atheist side, or the non-believing side, doesn't believe in God, they think they're just going to go out there. But let me ask you a question. What happens if there is really something there? I don't like, I, don't, I never like to take a chance. Beth always laughs at me. I got three washers, three dryers. I've got 10 furnaces. I've got stinking, uh, you go to my house, I got two water distillers. I got, I got everything. I got two or three of everything. So if it breaks, I can swap it in and out in about a heartbeat. Uh, that, that just, uh, it's probably a fetish. It's something wrong with me. I know there is. Uh, but I like being prepared. If for any, because I like doing other things. And if the, and if this stuff is gonna take my life, then I'm gonna have everything sitting on. That's what I did in the Navy. Uh, I, I I did, you weren't supposed to have all this stuff on a ship, by the way. Just to let you know. They come out, nappers come out and said, you can have this, this, this. If you got 20 of these, you can have one of these. Well, if I had 20 of these, I had like 20 of those. And and they said, Where'd you get all those? Where there's a wheel, there's a way. <laughs> I mean, I had I had stockpiles on my ship. I was feeding other ships with my stockpiles. I'm telling you, I, I, just, I just like being prepared. Because I like sitting on the side of the ship with my glass of iced tea drinking it. That's Jacob. That's Jacob. You know what God did? He honored that. See, we look at people and think just because they got some flaws that God don't honor, and we're ready to pick the flaws out of somebody's life when God doesn't do that. We're going to get into some things here in a few Oh, man, this thing. Rachel, uh, Rebecca. And the Lord said to her, man, I, I tell you what, I like when the Lord talks, I just like that. He sits there and talks, man, and you get this little heart, and your heart starts fluttering inside, man. And you, I mean, you just, you know, it's him. You can't get away from it. You just, you just know it's him. And he's going to do something, whatever it is. It may not always be good, but it's going to be him. It doesn't matter what he does. I don't care what he does anymore. I really could care less. He can do whatever he wants to do. I don't care as long as he's there because whatever it is, he can get me out of it just like he got me in it. Amen. I'm telling you, man, it's, it's, you miss it, man. Rebecca's got it. And everybody reads this book and they miss it. They just Church isn't just to come to church and watch the lights. You know, I heard more people complain about light bulbs being out up here. I'm like, what are y'all watching anyways? <laughs> Did you do something about the lights? <laughs> no. I hear a lot of people complain about the, these things flicker. You've seen them flicker? I haven't had a chance to work on them yet. I ought to do that. I don't know why I haven't, uh, but, but we put them up, so I should be able to fix them. Uh, they're just flickering. It's just one side, because this side's wired off the same side as the side. That side's wired off of I mean, it should be something in there somewhere is doing what it's doing, but that's okay. I don't really care. But I mean, people say, well, you know, the light bulbs. I'm like, what are you watching, man? I said, church, I can care. I see them flicker. I don't care. That doesn't bother me one bit. Uh, I forget about it after church is gone. Uh, they don't. They always tell me after church that the light is flickering. Is that all you think about the whole time you're in church is what irritates you somewhere else? Man, I'm sitting here in church. If the preacher ain't preaching something I can get out of, it. I'm going to go read my Bible in church. If you got your Bible open in church, I'm going to think you are following along. With me. But if you're reading your Bible and you're getting something, go for it, man. Uh, two nations are in that womb. So it's obviously not two nations. So he's talking about Esau and Jacob. And he's telling them now, I'm going to get into something that Calvin Calvinism is one of the most damnable doctrines the, on this face of this planet. And everybody says you're elected, and they want to go back to Jacob and Esau. You need to notice something right here. Jacob and Esau was not even mentioned until they were in her womb. When they were conceived, at that point God starts talking about them. Jacob was not elected before he was conceived. You did not get into Jesus Christ before the foundation of the world. You got into him when you got saved. Now, Calvinism will teach you that you're predestined. No, you're not predestined. God did not know one lost person. He knows you, but you ain't his until you trust Jesus Christ. Once you trust Jesus Christ, you now become his. And he puts a mark on you just like the devil's going to put a mark on his. He knows exactly who you are. But, but election, you're not elected before the foundations of the world. That's Jesus Christ, not us. I got in him in the moment I got in him. Now I'm elected. You say, well, I don't know what it all... Calvinism has a thing called tulip. Uh, total depravity. I, I sometimes think we're that. <laughs> I think maybe you got one of them right. But we're not totally depraved. You still have a free will. You're, you could be depraved a lot. I've seen a lot of depraved people, but, but there's still a chance for them. And as long as they're alive and they're vertical, they can, there's a chance for Biden. Uh, there's a chance, I don't know about Pelosi, but there's one definitely for Biden. Uh, you sit there, Trump may even have a chance. People say, oh, I think he's saved. Well, if he is, I, he doesn't look like it. You know, it's i I'll tell you what, you can't even look at, at, at all the stuff, your Supreme Court is seven, six Roman Catholics and three Jews. What does that have to do with you? Yeah, come on. I mean, has that, there's a purpose behind what they're doing. And the Lord don't care about none of that stuff. See, we we sit there and think, if he did, why did he kill everybody at Noah's Ark? Everybody. Don't you think that if he would just come down and make an appearance like he did on Mount Sinai? Lord, I don't know. I think his weight program is messing with a lot of stuff in my life. My throat is messed up. My voice is messed up. A lot of stuff is. But anyways, uh, when, when I get to where I'm at, maybe I'll settle down. But, but why didn't he make an appearance in front of those millions and millions of people to save them? Because they didn't want it. If you're in here today and you don't want it, I, there's going to be a bad day for you. There's going to be a bad day. You say, well, I, I got saved and I'm going to serve Jesus. I'm going to do what I still want to do. Well, there's going to be a bad day for you too. Uh, I, don't, I don't like going to the judgment seat of Christ. I don't even, I don't even want to go there. I, I'm still in my mind. I'm thinking I'm scared. I'm, I, if I ever envision that thing, I'm, I'm outside the door. Oh, you go on. You go on. I'll, I'll be polite. You Oh, know? Yo, you can go before me. Keep going. Keep going. I'm, I'm going to be outside the door there, the gate, man, the pearly gate, the big one. Where Peter's sitting there. Peter's probably laughing at me. And I'm going to be out there walking like this. And Peter's going to say, what's going on, man? I'm like, Peter, I'm afraid to go in. I'm afraid to go see him. Peter goes, oh, it's okay. I got over. <laughs> You'll get over too. I'm like, yeah, but, but, but Peter, man, he's, uh, he's the Lord, man. He goes, yeah, I know. He goes, he's different after you get to meet him for a while. I said, well, I knew him a long time ago, but, but I didn't do what I should have done all the time. And now I'm going to have to go in there and he's going to look at me. He won't have to say a word. I already know he won't have to say it. I already know what I didn't do and what I should have done. He don't have to say a word. And I tell you what, people say, they, uh, we sit down here and we don't even think or we don't even consider what we're going to do when we get there and look at him. He's watching everything you do. He's writing it down. You, you bet your money has been written down. Rebecca did that. The Lord has no trouble directly. I think he's talking to her directly here. He's, he's coming down. He's saying something to her. There's several places in the Bible. Uh, Go back to Genesis 20. We're not going to start all over again. Just go 20, 23, verse 3. 20, verse 3. But God came to Abimelech. Now, it says right here, in a dream by night. So Abimelech is sitting there, and the Lord makes it very apparent to Abimelech, you touch this lady, and I'm going to kill you. (laughs) And not only you, but everybody around you. And Abimelech was doing the right thing. Uh, Sometimes the Lord warns you about doing stuff. It's a gut feeling. I don't know if you've ever had a gut feeling about doing something that you shouldn't be doing. And you do it anyways, and then it falls apart. Well, that was the Holy Spirit probably trying to tell you it's getting ready to fall apart. And you got an option to change this real quick. Uh, David did it a couple of times. Remember that time over AI, or not AI, but uh, I forget the name of the city. But uh, he said, are they going to come up here? and Will these men turn me over? Yep. Are they, are, are they going to come up? Yep. Are they going to turn me over? Yep. David leaves. He was like, staying, man, I'm getting out of here. He just, you know, the Lord told him exactly two options. That that goes to tell you there's two options. There's probably 10 or 15 or 100. But in this particular case, you can stay or go. I'm not going to tell you which one to go. But if you stay, this is what's going to happen. It it will happen. If you go, it won't. But he didn't tell him to go. You know, the Lord's not going to tell you all the time what to do. You're a big guy. You're a big boy, a big girl, man. You should be able to make up a decision. But, but go to 21.12, 20, just a page over. We'll look at just a couple of them here. Ah, Jerry's going to ring me out here in just a second. 21.12. And God said unto Abraham, Let it not be grievous in thy sight because of the lad and because of thy bondwoman. In all that Sarah has said unto thee, hearken unto her voice, for Isaac shall be thy seed. God, sometimes you need to listen to your wife. Your wife is given to you sometimes to keep you out of trouble. She is your help meet, not your help slave. Uh, She's there to help you get out of trouble. And anybody that's got a good wife will realize that that woman has kept you out of trouble over the years. Uh, You ought to to praise her. I'm telling you what, uh, just like Joe said the other night, I I think about it all the time. I said, I want a Proverbs 31 wife. I think I got one. Uh, I need to be the Proverbs 31 husband. And uh, you know that 31 wife, uh, she got everything from her husband to be a 31 wife. The field she went out and bought. Believe me, she got that money from her husband, and all the other stuff she did, she got that money from her husband, and then she could go out. Very frugal. Women aren't stupid, man. Why do we think they're dumb? I mean, well, I don't think that. But I mean, why do why do men think that they are more superior uh, to a woman when women usually are this? Well, I think that's why God let them have babies and not us, because they know that we're stupid. We would never do it, man. We'd quit. They go through it. He programs us to go through it. Back to Genesis. So, so God talks, and he talks in different ways. And he comes down and, and warns us and talks to us back to 25. The statement of two nations in a womb, since it came by literally of two states. It's apparently a representation of Esau as one nation, and Jacob as another. The prophecy is quoted again. In, go to Romans 9.12. Romans 9.12. Brother, I'm telling you what. The Lord, he's got the basis covered. Uh, Paul, Paul comes down years later and talks about this stuff, and, and the Lord's got it all covered. Uh, I sometimes just sit there and think, well, what, you know, you go to the left, you go to the right, you got to do something. So the best thing to do is do it. It was said of her younger, nine 12 I'll go to verse 11. For the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, but the purpose of God according to election might stand, uh, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but him that calleth. It was said of her, the elders shall serve the younger. So uh, as it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. And when you sit there and look at that, you, know, you can say, oh, well, see, they were elected. No, they were in the womb. They, they, it was foreknowledge. Both of them were in the womb at that time when that statement was made. It wasn't that he made that with Adam and Eve in the garden. Oh, by the way, there's going to be a guy way down the road named Abraham, and, I, and he's going to have a son named Isaac because I, I foreordained all that. And that they're going to have a son named Jacob. Jacob's going to get Rebecca, and Rebecca's going to have uh, two sons, and one of the sons is going to be Esau. And the second, no, no, it wasn't that. That was not said till those two kids were in the womb. They were alive. That blows Calvinism out of the water. It's gone. Because that shows you there was no election prior to their conception. Now, once they're conceived, God will tell you what their lineage is going to be. And because he, he knows the end from the beginning, that's a hard thing to grasp. I don't know about you, but uh, I know a lot of stuff, but I'm telling you what, for, for me, every possibility in my life that, that could possibly be by a decision I made. I told you all that last week, and I'll finish here because I got a minute left. Uh, I did not want to go see my sister uh, in 19, well, I was out in Norfolk, Virginia, I was out at the satellite station, so it had to be somewhere between uh, 83 and 85, and I went and saw her, and she didn't get out saved that day, but I started sending her all kinds of stuff, 1983, so today, 83, 93, 2003, 2013, 2023, that's 39 years ago, 39 years ago, You say, well, what does it matter? Well, I did what the Lord told me to do, but he knew what was going to happen. Linda gets saved. Her husband gets saved. Her three kids get saved. Chad has a couple kids that are saved. Uh, My uh, other son has has, or her other son has a couple kids that are saved. Jackie just adopted two, and she took in two fosters, and three of the four are saved now. 39 years later. You can't figure that thing out. I fought with God all the way out. I don't want to go see her. I don't want to go see her. I don't like her. I just don't want nothing to do with her. That was the devil is what that was. My sister was looking for God. And the Lord said, Mike, you're the closest thing I got to her. And she's been praying. And you know what she had been doing all day long? In a strawberry field out there praying that I'd come out there and talk to her. Now, what are you going to do with that? (laughs) Actually, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with that? There's nothing you can do with that. All you can do is the moment that God puts something in your heart, at that moment, you do what you're supposed to do. You, there's no way you can tell 39 years later what's going to happen. You can't figure that thing out. My mom says she's Catholic. I don't really care. Uh, is she going to hell? I don't know. Maybe she is. I don't know. She says she gets saved every night. Don't know if she ever did or not. Uh, I'm waiting on the Lord. He gave me a promise in 1980 on a back porch in Louisville, Kentucky. I made a deal with him. I said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house. And I told him what my house was. I said, it's my mom, my dad, my brothers and sisters, and their kids. And to this day, every single one of them are saved, except for that one foster kid and my mom that I know of. And you say, well, I, I don't know what you do with that. It doesn't happen to everybody. I know that. And I'm not saying that if, you, if you say, well, look, no, I was just, <laughs> I was naive enough to think that if I made a deal with God, he'd keep it. And for some reason, you know why we're baptizing Aiden today? Because I know that little boy one day may, may remember me not baptizing him. <laughs> and it could affect him. And I ain't going to do it. Are y'all going to, is he going to get baptized today? All right, that's good. I didn't care. I said, if I come in, nobody's going to get baptized, that's fine. Uh, Aidan wants to get baptized, I'm going to fill it up with water, and he's going to get wet. And it's going to be cold. Okay, it'll be cold. That's fine. But he's going to not, not think that God won't do what God said he would do. I don't ever want to put in somebody's mind that, look, I'm a mess as it is. To the, I'm the, I'm the Paul says I'm the chief of sinners. I think I'm right under Paul. I don't want to outdo Paul, but I, I think I'm right underneath him, but, uh, along with a lot of other people. And, and I don't want to be that way. But these two boys, Calvinism is a farce. And I know people today that's been sucked into Calvinism and pulled off to the side because they'll get a couple words like predestination and they'll think, oh, well, that mean. no, that doesn't mean that. You need to put that thing back in context with the Bible. Where, where was it said what it was said and what was Paul talking about when he said it? And Peter said a lot of things Paul says, our brother Paul is hard to, to comprehend. And you need to stop and sometimes think, study to show thyself approved unto God, or we're to need not be ashamed. Father, thank you for your blessings this morning. Uh, I just pray now that you uh, give us a good morning service, and Lord.